Hello and welcome. This is the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking, from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them, and how to try not to fuck it up in our very, very humble opinion. Today we're talking how to make indie films and a web series on a very tight budget with Ian Diaz and Katie Sheridan. We talk about how to go from a child actor to an adult one, working on green screen and in horror films. We discuss how Ian crowdfunded a movie before crowdfunding existed and raised 14k to make his first feature. We talk in depth about how they made Rebecca Gold their web series and sold it to Amazon and so much more on this week's Filmmakers Podcast. I'm Giles Alderson, I'm a director, producer and screenwriter and today's episode is sponsored by Performance Insurance. Oh yeah, it is. For me, it's kind of vital when you're on set to know you're covered. Whether that's kit or uh, injuries to cast or crew. And to get that for a great price. And have them on the phone to answer any questions is priceless anyway. Um, This is Performance Insurance and they're really cool people. I've been with them for years now. Pretty much since I set up being a producer and making productions with Fiji Productions. And they've never let me down. So if you are looking for a new insurance company or your first one, you cannot go wrong with these guys. Performance insurance, whether you want them short term or long term, just say you get in contact with them and say you know us, the Filmmakers Podcast, and performance insurance will sort you out. Link is in the show notes. They will also, performance insurance will also be at the Make Your Film event tonight. Oh yes, it's tonight, Tuesday. It's going to be in Soho this evening. Um, And they will be there. Performance Insurance will be there because they're sponsoring the event as well. And they're going to be free to chat to you. Any questions you've got about insurance and about insuring your projects, they'll be there. So you can chat to them. And they're lovely people as well. Um, Make your film. Oh, yeah. It's got all our three panellists lined up for me and Dom to interview them and chat to them about how they made their films. Obviously, we've got the fantastic Alice Lowe, director of Revenge, writer of Revenge, star of Revenge. She was also starring in the um, in the Black Mirror episode of Bandersnatch as well, uh, and Hot Fuzz, and many, many other films, and she's very cool. We've also got producer Ado Yoshizaki, who produced City of Tiny Lights and The Last Passenger, and our third guest is Lucinda Rhodes-Thakra, who recently produced Robin Hood, The Rebellion. She's also producing my King Arthur film as well, which we're shooting in October and, uh, well, in October. <laughs> so that's super exciting. That is our lineup. If you're free tonight, you want to come down, it's only 10 quid. Come down. Link is in the show notes. Come learn. Q&A afterwards, like I say, and you'll be able to chat uh, to these brilliant filmmakers about how they did it. It's going to be a great event. What more can I say? The last two were. So this one should be as well. It's 7pm this evening. It's going to be a goodie. Before we get to today's really cool podcast with Ian Diaz and Katie Sheridan, a um, couple of indie film shout-outs. Obviously, Robbie McCain, you're a star, edited this podcast. Wonderful man. Um, Sarah Thomas, Joseph Dewey, Martin Neely, um, Robbie Kent, Bruce King, Claire Vaughan, uh, Peter McKinnon, uh, Yannick from Artisound, and Greenlit. Um, now, Greenlit is a new 
crowdfunding platform that recently hosted Boudica, which we raised money for. Thank you for those that donated. Absolutely appreciate that. They are doing a crowdfunding masterclass starting on May the 1st, and the second half of that is on May the 8th. It is a two-parter, and it's brilliant. And you can get 50% off to that. If you want 50% off, the code is FILMPOD50. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Peter Story, who runs that, is amazing. It is really cool. Uh, if you fancy that, you want to learn about crowdfunding and how to successfully raise money for your film, and I've done three now, um, successfully on all of them, um, Peter's your guy. So that is Greenlit, the brand new crowdfunding masterclass just for filmmakers. Link is in the show notes to all the things I've mentioned. Well, thank you so much for those lovely comments who listened last week to the podcast with the rather fantastic Dominic Brunt. How cool was he? What a guy. What a nice guy. Anyway, thank you for all your lovely comments about that podcast. It is a cool one. If you haven't listened, go back and listen. That's how you make indie films. That's how you do it. Right, let's get to today's Ace podcast with Ian Diaz and Katie Sheridan talking about how they made a web series and talking about how they make their indie films as well. I'm Giles Alderson. This is the Filmmakers Podcast. Enjoy. So it is my absolute delight to welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast. We started already. Ian Diaz. We had started already, <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> okay, good. And Katie Sheridan, hello. 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 How you doing? Hi. Good. Doing fine. Thank yeah. You. yeah. Do you know, it's such a nice day. It seems so sad that we're inside, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. We should take it out. Yeah, <laughs> we, should, we should take it out. Easy, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know, that's not a bad idea. If it was a balcony here, we could have gone up, but then you get, but the, then noise. You get the noise. Yeah. Yeah. Traffic, yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, we're talking about Rebecca Gold. Yeah. The fantastic web series that has won many awards. Aww. It's doing really has indeed, well. Yeah, has, has indeed. Yeah, yeah. We'll come to that. But I suppose it'd be really nice to talk about your journeys, how you got there first. Because you've made a lot of feature films. You've been in a lot of feature films and TV. So let's start at the beginning. Why do you want to become an actress? Why do you want to become a director? Kate, let's start okay, with you. Yeah, let okay. <laughs> so why I wanted to become an actress. Yeah. Um, I wanted to do it ever since I was little. I, I went to like see Panto with my dad when I was really young, like mm-hmm. four. And we went to Wimbledon and I saw, we saw Peter Pan. Amazing. And afterwards I was like, oh, I really want to do that. You know, I want to be on the stage. And my dad was like, because my dad works in vending and, you know, my family aren't from vending? the industry. What, what, yeah, like, like he a vending fixes machine. vending machines. And yeah, ah. yeah. You know, and the cool. supplies of works in vending. <laughs> <laughs> Free chocolate. He knows how to rattle it. He knows. Right. He knows. Yeah. Free chocolate. Those are the tricks. Tricks of the trade. Yeah. So none of my family are from the industry or anything, but it's just something that I always wanted to do. And I joined a local dance school and mm-hmm. then I was in the choir of Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> that was a very long time ago. <laughs> yeah. In the chorus, though, In the yeah. chorus, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then, can you remember any of it? I can. I can remember a lot of it. Please I've got good memory. I'm not going to sing it. No, I won't sing it. Red and yellow and pink. And, no, that's it. That's all it's I've my favourite. Yeah. So we did that, and my dad was like, "Oh, your dream came true." You know, you and I was like, "Yeah, but I want to be a lead." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too much, you know. So yeah, so I I started young, and then you know I did this Nickelodeon thing when I was a teenager. It was yeah. a Nickelodeon sitcom, and that was Genie like that. in the House, right? That was Genie in the House. Yeah. yeah. So it was like a Nickelodeon sitcom about a genie and two sisters, and I was like the geeky sister in it. Basically. Yeah. I mean, it was very well known. I mean, I yeah, was too old to, to watch too- it, but I'd even <laughs> yeah. heard of it. It was like oh, being really? around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Genie in the House. Genie in the House. How yeah. was that then, growing up to be? You know, you were on a big show like that that was, you know, well known. It was lovely. I mean, I'd done other things before that, but always just yeah. little one-off bits like You've an episode like of Casualty. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You've done yeah. your research, Everyone's haven't you? Done <laughs> Everyone's I done Casualty. Everyone's done Casualty. We're close. We're close. Almost everyone. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, lots of little one-offs. Yeah, wake, uh, waking was, the dead as waking well. Waking the dead, yeah, yeah yes. all that kind of thing. And then that was my first role where I was, you know, in something regular. We did 78 episodes of that in the end, over three series. Great. And it was such a wonderful, you know, we filmed at Elstree. It was just like, I'd just come out of college and I, I auditioned for it whilst at college, you yeah. know. And then I was, I mean, I was, by the end, I was 21 playing 14. You know, I was quite playing yeah. down by quite a way. I was that normal in America? In the end. Yeah, that's so. normal in America. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. it was. Saved by the bell, all that kind of stuff. Actually, all really yeah. old. Yeah. Yeah. 49. Like, yeah. I'm playing 14. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> the crew, the cast, mm-hmm. everybody becomes like a family because you're doing something for such a long period of time. Yeah. And it's nice to have that regular work of like, oh, every summer, you know, for X amount of years, I was filming that. So it was a wonderful experience. And a great grounding as well. You must have learned so much technique and craft. Yeah, because you had to shoot fast on that. It was like, you know, we did two episodes a week and mm-hmm. get used to changing things on the spot. And yep. and I love comedy. I really love comedy. So it was great. lovely to do, you know, a sitcom. Yeah, yeah, sitcom. it must have been. Yeah. It must have been. And how, from there, you sort of moved slowly into film or was it yeah, I, okay? It was because when I first came out of Genie, it was hard to then, because I've been playing children, mm. essentially, I was at that, I was 21 and then still going up for things where I was 12 and be the only person at the audition who wasn't with my mum you know like where's your mum like, like no no I'm fine mm, I kind of brought myself to this one <laughs> how are you going to get home you going to be alright like no I'm fine listen piss off okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine so it, it took a while to transition from being a you know playing children to playing adult mm. parts and also if you do a kids TV show then it was mainly just children's things that I was getting seen for so I've what helped me sort of transition was doing sort of independent feature films and things like that and I've been really lucky that the last few years I've done I did a horror film called Heretics Mm. um, which is now called The Convent in America Paul Hyatt they changed changed the name I don't really know the details of that it's studio thing it's usually someone distribution goes oh this will sell better yeah Yeah. and that I play like this creature like possessed nun girl who's climbing up walls and doing all and that was so different from you know, I play a lot of girl next door parts, which are equal, you know, fun to play. Yeah. But it's always nice to do something different. We did that in Wales on location, castles and various things. There's some green screen stuff too. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And then uh, castles, you know, as you do. Love castles. And um, <laughs> I did a film called Together, which is like an independent mm. about an elderly couple separated by the care system. It's Peter Bowles and Sylvia Sims. Yeah, amazing and cast, I right? play their social worker. Yeah, it's like a masterclass working with, like Peter Bowles is, he's 83, I think now. Right. Or it may be even an older now and he was just he's so sharp he's so on it you know yeah most of my scenes were with him and just roles like that have really helped me transition in the last few years mm-hmm. you know and then I keep busy with commercials and things like that as well yeah that must be really nice though do, do you find sometimes you go into uh castings or places where they sort of remember you from when you were younger or genie you know the genie stuff people come up to me now and sometimes they're like oh my god are you Sophie and this person's like now in their 20s yeah of course really grown yeah, up especially if you're going out and yeah stuff and, you're like, oh. and they're like oh you were a part of my childhood and mm-hmm. I'm like really because you look very grown up really old how old am I it's kind of a weird yeah it's kind of a weird but it's always lovely to hear that you know if people were like it was special to me in my childhood and things like that and I still get messages from people about it and it's always lovely to hear that you've you know, positively impacted someone's childhood. Because I grew up watching Nickelodeon and things mm. like Sabrina and Saved yeah. by the Bell and all that kind of thing. But when you were doing it, did you feel that it was something special or something? That oh, was... yeah, absolutely. Right. You get used to it, don't you, as you're, as you're doing yes. it. But yeah. I remember, like, the first day, we had, we had a camel on set and stuff, and I was, like, 
This is pretty mad. On the first day. <laughs> Camel, There's a yeah. camel on There was set. a camel, yeah. We had this big thing with a camel. Getting the hump and like it was... that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And uh, I like it. Thanks. Terrible. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, when you just sort of look around, we're in this, you know, we're in Elstree Studios and there's a camel and I was just like, wow, this is... And I was, you know, 17... Something like wow. that at the time. I want to ask you a question. Did they have? A, they didn't have an audience there, or was it just camera? No, they didn't after? have an audience. It was, it was camera. No, it was a multi-cam then. show. Right. Oh, so was it? Free cam- yeah. Um, and was uh, it quite directed then? Was uh, was in? Would they be like right? You need to stand exactly here, or could you have a bit of movement? And- uh, it wasn't. You were quite specifically blocked, but you know, it was. They were always open. You know, we'd rehearse first and things like that. And um, they were always open to us trying things and with comedy. You know, it's a lot. Mm. Of, and there was all sorts of weird and wonderful scenarios that. Because it's because it was about magic, you know. Yeah. Find yourself in weird situations all the time with that show, you know, in a good way, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a huge amount of fun to okay. do. Yeah, great, super. You. And you were also in High Low Joe as well. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Which was. was James Kermack, who has been on the podcast as well. Oh, he did a okay. great episode so you know James. talking about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so it was re- I really enjoyed that film. Really yeah. cool indie film. That was through um, my friend Ryan was in that. Right. And he knew James and he mm-hmm. recommended me to James for that. And that's how I ended up doing High Low Joe. Brilliant. And it was, you know, this, that's such a fantastic, I remember when I saw the screening of it, it's, it's so dark and yet it's, it's so moving, it's, mm-hmm. it's uplifting and yet, you know, very emotional film. Yeah. Um, yeah, very proud to be part of that as well. Super, yeah. super. Yeah. And then that kind of brings us on to Rebecca Gold, right? About? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Ian, no, let's talk no. about your stuff. Cause like I say, you, yeah. you went out your way and, did what I bang on about in this podcast a lot is, do you know what? Oh, right. Go make a film. Go do it. Yeah. And you did that. Killing Zone, right? Killing Zone, yeah. Yeah, okay. Talk us through Killing Zone. Why it came uh, about, why mm. you wanted to do it, and why, why did you want to be a filmmaker anyway? I, when I was younger, yeah, <laughs> a lot younger, um, I wanted to do special effects because Star Wars came out when sure. I was a kid. And I saw Star Wars and, and I was convinced that's what I wanted to do. Right. So when I came out of the cinema, um, I tried to look up uh, special effects company. There was one in Vauxhall, actually, a long time ago, but um, it's, yeah. it's not there in me, obviously. And I tried to get in there, but I, I couldn't get in there. And then the very same year, there was a film called Close Encounters that was coming out. And there was one scene in it that made me want to become a director. The one scene. Do you want to know what that scene was? I'd love to, yeah. <coughs> so, we would love to. We would love to. Mm. Right, okay. There's a scene in Close Encounters where um, Roy Neary, played by um, Richard Dreyfus, yeah. is... Uh, He's built this mountain in, in his living room. Oh, yes, he does. And he's talking to his wife. He's trying to convince his wife to come home. Okay, I know. And the then scene it's a one shot. And then when you see him talking on the phone, on the TV, you can see Devil's Tower, which is the mountain he built. Yes. And I remember being in the cinema screaming, going, look at the TV, you idiot. Look at the TV. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, and, and, then, and then I came out of the cinema and I was like thinking to myself, Jesus, that film made me, you know, say that in my head. Then I realized it wasn't the visual effects that made the film. It was the director and the writer. It's almost Spielberg's so amazing with his shots. That yeah. Sometimes you don't know it's a one shot. Yeah. He yeah. turn it wide into a single. Spielberg wanna, yeah. yeah. He's, he's very famous for that. Yeah, um, he is. But he's also very famous for um, scenes that's totally dictated with music. And a lot of people miss that. Mm. Like um, the frog scene in E.T. when they're letting the frogs go, that's all music. Music, yeah. I mean, so he's very, he's, he's famous for doing one as he's famous for doing scenes like that. Yeah, um, absolutely. And he has amazing people around him, absolutely, the composers. But yeah. if you've seen any of the behind the scenes stuff, yes. he is massively hands-on yeah, with all that yeah, as well. And he's like, yeah. no, no, just do that note there yeah, and that note there. Yeah. That's fascinating to watch. Yep. It fascinating. certainly is. So yeah. it was Spielberg that inspired mm. you to become a well, filmmaker. Well, it was, it was Klaus and Klaus that inspired me to become a director. I used to work for graphic. I used to do graphics for TV, I used to do graphics for Top of the Pops and stuff, you know, when the yeah. tiles used to come up. I used to do that, I made a lot of money doing that. Oh, wow. That. Yeah. 
Cool. That's, a, that's another life. Hang on, <laughs> so, all those really cool titles that used to come up um, with the names of yes, stuff. Yes, I used to do that. And I used to do uh, football as well when the names used to come up for the football and stuff. Yeah. And then one day I was making a lot of money and I was sitting in the office and I thought to myself, this is not what I want to do. This is not the journey that I am. I was sitting there. The you know envisage, what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, because yeah, any reason why I decided to do graphics and become a runner is because they had a production company. So I was thinking to myself, you know, weave yeah. my way and then go into production, but it never happened. The door was always closed for some reason. And then I decided to quit when I had a lot of money. So I had to go freelance as a director. And then I directed my very first short with the help of that company that gave me money to do it. Nice. And then I became unemployed. And then I was unemployed for five years and really, really poor. And then um, I teamed up with my friend Julian Boot and we wanted to make a feature film. This is actually, I think we're the very first people to do it. For the crowdfunding. Yeah, thing. crowdfunding. Yeah. I think we did it before anyone. We even did it before Paul Hogan, because Paul Hogan did it for a movie, didn't he? Yeah. On the stock exchange. But um, so it was 1995 and we were sitting there and we didn't know how to raise money. So one day we're sitting there and we're thinking, how can we put an advert out and reach a lot? Because there was no internet in those days. There was no. no um, how can we put an advert out to reach hundreds of thousands of people to get some money? So... At the time, there was this magazine called Loot. You could advertise for anything, anything. basically. Salons. And it was free. It yeah, was free. It was free, wasn't it? So, yeah. I don't know how. It yeah, it was free. <laughs> yeah. So we put an advert in Loot saying, if you want to make a feature for me, you have no experience whatsoever, ring this number. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, and then we got inundated. Over one weekend, we'd, we'd be, because in those days, you didn't have mobile phones. No, so you just had yeah. one phone. Yeah. phone. So, was- so they rang, and you, you talked to them. And he put the phone down, it ring again, mm. it ring again all you know, like all the day. I was just answering calls. Oh my god. So this is how we sold it. We said, you could either do this, you can either do one or two things. You can either give your money to the BBC or any company that does a course, go and learn that way, yeah. or not learn that way, because that's what normally happens. Or you can give us money and get thrown in deep end and learn that way. Amazing. And fourteen people said yes, and we raised fourteen thousand pounds and we shot our feature film in two weeks. That is incredible. Yeah, I know it is, but it's not a story being told, though. This is the first time I'm telling this story. This is fantastic. (laughs) Hang on. Right. So of these 14 people, all put a grand in each. Yes. Were any of them any good? One of them was a lawyer. Great. uh, He put in two grand. And so he took took care of all the paperwork and stuff. Amazing. He was amazing. He helped us with a lot of stuff. Um, But the thing is, though, we quickly realized that if you have three people um, that have experience that's on the top, a triangle, then everybody else with little or no experience can work. Yes, can So learn. the director, which is me, I had experience. My mm. DOP, which is Alan, he had experience. And Cliff, the cameraman, had experience. And because I was producing and Julian was producing, um, then at the top was covered. So everything else, like, for instance, makeup could be any level. Sure. You know, um, a camera system could be at any level. Um, once you teach someone to focus pull then they should be able to you know what i mean you know yeah and, and we, were shoot, we were shooting super 16 as well so wow. we, could, we could only go three takes yeah so you know it was it was a nightmare but it was i learned so much doing that that sounds so much fun and what a great way to do it to just go do you know what did you you'd written, nightmare. I, I, yeah i imagine had mm. you written it as well yeah, I, I, wrote it. It. I wrote great. it i wrote so it so you were strong with the story what about casting yeah. it you were just um the same it, it, thing it, 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 <laughs> Blagged some. Yeah, well, I, if you pay, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no uh, the casting they didn't have to pay. Obviously, we just picked course, people. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but um, I was really surprised people gave us a thousand pounds. Had they yeah. met you, or they're just literally some? No, they, 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 they no. I remember one person. We had a meeting. Yeah. And one person came and he said, "So, how much do you want?" And I said, "Well, everybody's given a thousand pounds." And he went. He just signed a check, gave it to me. 
I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the rest of them took a little longer, but then Julian and myself, we went for advice. We went to um, Chris Jones. Yeah, and Chris Jones. I know Chris Jones, yeah. And to Chris Jones. And we went to his office, which was in, I can't remember, the studio. He is at Ealing Studios Ealing now. Studio. Yeah, he runs oh, the God, I hope he doesn't hear this. I hope he doesn't hear listens that much. He was on the podcast in one of the early ones, but I don't think he listens that much. He's a lovely guy. We went, we went to him and we said, so we're going to make this film and we're going to take two weeks to shoot it. And uh, we've only got this amount of money. Do you know what he said to us? He said, don't do it. Wow. He said, you're going to, you're going to, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to make it. He said, really? you know, he said, he just gave us some really bad advice. And, and me and Julie were just sitting there going, no, no, bollocks to that. We're yeah, going to make it. <laughs> we're to make it. So I we totally disagree. I think uh, you can make your film, film your movie, yeah. wh- however you want. No yeah. one, there's no rules. No. If you've got money and people say, yeah, there you go, we can go yeah. make the film, then go make it. Yeah. You can make it for nothing if you want. But the fact but, is you had, <laughs> did you have the camera? Who owned that? My friend Peter Skopiak, who's, he directs a lot of TV. Mm. Now, he made a film called uh, Small Time Obsession. Yeah. So the idea was to make two films back to back. Right. So that we can get the equipment cheap. We were shooting in a hospital. We had a hospital scene in our, in our film and Peter had a hospital scene in his film. So when we were shooting a hospital scene, we would clear, we would be clearing up and they'd be coming in. Amazing. That's so and cool. so, yeah. um, you know, so we were all knackered and tired and everything and this fresh crew was coming in. Hi everyone, you like, piss <laughs> off. Like, Stop like, eating our food. We'd hand the camera over to him <laughs> and stuff and the lights and stuff like that. So, so that's so good. how like, it went. Was there never yeah. a problem where like cable broke or there's a problem because they'd be like, oh, you're fine. But <laughs> It was the hardest thing I ever did in my entire life, shooting that film. Two weeks, right? with one hour sleep, right, a night. I remember um, Gavin, who was one of the investors, yeah. he, was, he was working with um, the camera people, yeah. and he was also a runner as well, and he had to drive. Um, I remember we finished at 4 o'clock in the morning. He had to drive his, his, uh, his uh, van to the next location, so he decided not to go to sleep and drive to the van. Mm. And we loaded up the van with all these guns, right? So we had all these um, <laughs> no. plastic guns, replica, replica guns, guns yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. In those days, you could walk around in the street with a replica gun. It didn't really matter. Um, and um, oh at the time, at the time, there was all this RA stuff. And, 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 and Gavin is Irish, and he had this really thick Irish accent. And we were driving in the van, and I was falling asleep, and we got stopped by the police. And they were like, they were like, so there's like, it's Gavin with his Irish voice going, yeah, whatever. And they're like, can we look at the back of the van? You know what I mean? And we're like, oh, like, oh, oh, like, oh, like, oh, yeah, exactly. We're filming, I promise you, officer. They didn't look at the back at the end, but we were just bricking it, basically. So how come you only had one hour sleep? Because you were moving locations? Because, because the crew was totally inexperienced. And we promised them that they would learn and they did learn. They did really, really learned really um, the worst kind of learning when you think about <laughs> the it. The worst kind really of learning. Literally thrown in boiling hot water. I mean, some days the runners will turn up and some days they won't. I was going to say. The last day we'd finish shooting. Yeah. And in those days, you couldn't just shoot something and see it. You had to shoot it. Uh, you had to put it in the bag, put it in the roll and stuff like that, and then take it to the lab and they put it in the bath. Yeah, and then, you can't see yeah, it. And then the next, yeah, and then, yeah, whatever. In and the then, three weeks' time, exactly. you might get it back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I remember we were we were packing up the van yeah, because we just finished the last day and somebody went, oh, what's this? And they found a can of film, which is what we shot the first oh week. <laughs> so we... Holy shit. So like, yeah, so if we didn't find that can, the film no. would never be completed. Oh and that, I mean, that's how disarranged we were. We were like, well, it was course, crazy. You were indie filmmakers just Mental. making yeah. a film when it no. wasn't really done that way. And yeah. did you get a release? You did. Yeah, we did. We were at um, Cannes 
and we had a screening in Cannes for yeah. Killing Zone. And we came out the cinema. There was hardly anybody in the theatre, but there was this one guy at the back. And um, so we came out of the cinema and he came up to us and he said, oh, I love the film. He goes, he goes, I want it. And I'm like, okay. And he was like, so, uh, so, so how much do you want for the film? I said, I have got, you know what? I'm so tired. I've got no idea. Wow. And he just kept, kept saying to us, I'll give you this. I'll give you this. I'll give you this. I'll give you this. In the end, right? We just, he, he gave us like six times the budget. Amazing. So we just went, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Where do we sign? <laughs> so we, we signed and, That's uh, and then it, yeah, it didn't went to DVD and it went, um, and it went all around the world, I think. So we won an award, which we couldn't afford to go to. Right. In LA. So there you go. But that is amazing. What a lovely story. And congratulations. Look at that. Your first wow. film yeah. you made. Yeah. From crowdfunding. From crowdfunding. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And yeah, you got your film released and out into the world. So then you made, uh, Dead Room or you produced. Well, yeah. I, yeah. Cause we had money and we thought, we'd give something back to the cast and crew so we we basically it was an experiment so what we said to the cast and crew is if you want to direct or write whatever we can make your dream come true because we've got money now got that out and mm. got it going and then fallen angels which you had michael ironside yeah. jeff farhi in i mean that-, that was my biggest one came off the back of dead room a, a canadian producer saw dead room and um he oh. was like how did you do that and we were like well you know what we're doing now yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so we said i've got this film do you want to direct it you want to um what and i was like okay <laughs> i'll do that <laughs> and so yeah that's how i got involved directing michael lines and jeff fahey yeah, yeah and they were great they were yeah. absolutely but again this was not your script or um, script? no we <laughs> probably were reworked julian, no julian and myself um wrote a really good horror film and the producer came in and tore it apart and made it the what it was right um yeah so basically he uh he turned it into a B picture oh, I when see. we, yeah. So, um, but we didn't care cause we were getting paid. So yeah. And it wasn't our project anyway. And it was, it was, it was down to him. So, so you yeah, almost a director for hire. If, yeah. In, I was in, director in for hire. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and again, that film did really well, came out. Yeah. Did really well. Yeah. yeah. Did okay. Yeah. And then we'll talk about bad day, which I remember yeah. seeing, uh, did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Uh, I know Sarah Harding. Right. Oh, right. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember that it was Donna Eyre and Claire yeah. Goose. Claire Goose. Yeah. And I remember thinking, this is a really good indie film. And I really enjoyed it. Really? I had a great time. <laughs> I know it's probably hard for you now looking yeah. at that. Maybe you think, oh, it was, it. there was issues and problems. But yeah. for me, as an indie, starting out, yeah. like, back then actor, maybe thinking about making films, I was like, no, this is great. How did that get made? How did you raise the finance? How did you get it out there in the world? I was in a video store, or I can't remember. I was in some store with Alan, my, my DOP. You and, use um, Alan a lot, by yes, the way. Yes, I do. I think you've used him pretty much on every film. He did um, Rebecca Gold as well. Yes. Right? His full name is Alan Dunlop, yes, by the way, yeah. just to give him his full is it, title. He's a, a good chap and he's um he's a very good dop the big guy frank the bodyguard for the main villainess he financed it frank rang up he said uh, are you making any more films and i said i might do and he said oh, how much money do you need and i was joking and i said uh yeah just give me 10 grand i'd be fine you know and he said okay and then he put the phone down. I was like, oh my God, I should have said 50. <laughs> should have said 50 grand. Yeah, quick. 100,000. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. he sold his house and he made a lot of money. So he gave me the money and um, yeah, we shot, we shot it on, I think it was just less than 10 grand. Wow. Yeah. And it was the first time we were wow. using digital. You shot that for less than 10 yeah. grand. Yeah. That's amazing. That is amazing. No, no, it, it isn't. To shoot anything for less than 10 grand, shoot a feature for that. It's so hard. You know, because you've got to feed people. You've got to get them there. That costs that. 
travel. Yeah, but it's, Especially when you've got names in it and people, you know, who've been on some big TV shows and, you know, I was quite surprised. Celebrities. Claire said yes, actually, to tell you the truth. Yeah, Claire Goose. Claire's terrific. I'd work with her any time. That's good. She's a really, really good actress. How is your directing style then? Do you do you like to work that, you know, like you said there, you give references to other films. How do you like to work with actors? Um, First of all, I insist on rehearsals. If you do rehearsals and you get all that stuff out of your system, it's merely formality when you get on set and you just, you just, you just do it, yeah. basically. To, to rehearse on set is suddenly, a, it's an issue. You're yeah. To, everyone's waiting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And suddenly and you, you, maybe, uh, you don't have the same opinion about how the scene should be done. Yes. And suddenly everyone, you're talking about that for ages. Yes. And that becomes a major issue because yeah. now the pressure's building. And it's, yeah. Oh, so you can do that in the rehearsal room and just yeah. go, no, I, I don't agree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's much easier. Yeah. Yeah. To have that conversation have that then. conversation then. Yeah. yeah. Or absolutely, I agree and do it that way. Yeah. yeah. In front of the crew. Yeah. It's rehearsals really is the key. Mm-hmm. You talk about the characters, you work it out. Um, usually every room you're going to go into is a square anyway. So you kind of figure out where people are standing and stuff like that. And while they're rehearsing, I figure out how I'm going to shoot the scene. And, you know, rehearsals are, is really, really important. And I'm quite puzzled why directors don't realize that. Yeah. You know, it's not only for plays, it's for movies as well, which Mm -hmm. can save so much time. So much time. And also actors can connect with the character when you're, rehearsing with them yeah you know, you, they don't, don't just get chucked in the deep end and absolutely. stuff absolutely because they're scared as hell you know you've just put a costume on or whatever and suddenly makeup on and your hair's all perfect suddenly you've yeah. got to go and now you're having to discuss about the character it's yeah, like, yeah. Whoa, i'm already in character yeah yeah yeah, yeah. how was yeah. that for you then katie in terms of for, on rebecca gold for instance you know when you suddenly you know you're rehearsing now and yeah. when you're coming on set it's much easier right it does make it a lot easier yeah and yeah. and also that you get to build a connection with the other cast before so like yeah. Uh, Alison, who plays Jackie. Yeah. I hadn't met Alison, you know, obviously in New yeah. very well. Um, and we had to develop, you know, because my character's in love with her character, really. Yes. And so we had to develop a, you know, a connection. And it really helped to have those rehearsals to to feel comfortable with Alison, to get to know Alison and, you know, f- to get to explore our characters together in a way. And mm. then you, you know, because you, as, as an actor, obviously you prepare before you go on set and things like that. But in terms of, you know, reacting and, and it's some stuff you can't prepare, you know, because you don't know how an actor's going to, you don't know an actor's essence necessarily until you get on set yeah, with them if yeah, you don't sure. know them already. So that can be a surprise on set. If you haven't done rehearsals, you get on and an actor's doing something totally different. You think, oh, okay, we're going to go, you know, and it's, it's nice to react off that in the moment, but it's also nice to have a bit of preparation with that and know to get that essence of other people. Mm. It helps me as much to, to find out more about other characters and other, because it will inform my character and the way I do, mm-hmm. deal with them. Yes. I haven't played a lot of action characters before. Mm. So obviously when I'm on set, I'm thinking about, you know, the gun. I'm like pointing it at the floor. Everyone's like, it's pointing the wrong way. Katie. <laughs> 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 it's like throw this grenade. Oops, I broke it. You know, yeah. I'm quite clumsy. Right. So there's enough to think about anyway, with all the sort of action yeah. stuff going on. Yes. And uh, being good with the gun and, not, yeah. not breaking the props, you know. And the more rehearsal time you can have with that, the more comfortable the you better. feel with the gun. Yeah, right? yeah, you know, because then it, at least the acting part of it kind of takes care of itself, you know, whilst yes. you're, because you're technically trying to focus on a lot of things, yeah. you know. And uh, yeah, and it was a great experience for me getting to do something with a bit of action and Absolutely. a bit of, you know, running around. It and you did really it fun. so well. You, I Aww, didn't know you. that you hadn't done any before because it came no. across so well. That Aww, you really proper kick it's all the director, mate. It's all I was going to say, it's all the director. Just him. Fair play to you. Um, do you want to tell us what Rebecca Gold's about so then I can play oh, a little bit of a trailer uh, it's about an assassin who basically is on the job and she encounters her high school crush that's 
that in a nutshell, but it's what obviously more complicated than that. How did you end up like this? You kill people. You know that's not right, right? Bad day? Okay, tell me about it. Kill for a cup of tea right now. Okay, so let's talk about making a web series then, because it's similar to making shorts, but at the same time you're targeting it for a different audience, and you're also doing it in bite-sized yeah. chunks. Mm-hmm. So talk us through how you develop that, how you decide why do a web series, why do it this way. Um, like everything, always do stuff out of desperation. I remember we went to have lunch. Was it lunch? Yeah. And then, because a lot of people don't realize how small Katie is, right? Sure. <laughs> like size wise size wise so I thought it'd be a challenge for me and for Katie to literally turn her into someone that actually kills people because when mm. you look at Katie you'd never ever um, think that uh, about I, they'd I never cast they'd never cast Katie, Katie in, in that kind of a role yes, right? yeah, that's the bottom yeah. line I get you yeah yeah, and that, and that was a challenge for me totally thinking outside the box going, yeah yeah. Well, yeah more or less but and then, you didn't realize i was clumsy at that point i know no, if, I, no, I didn't know. <laughs> you didn't know. if i did i would never have heard didn't, didn't know i was gonna break <laughs> half the props <laughs> just a mr bump yeah, yeah. yeah. let's do that basically That's fine, what he yeah. hired was mr bump <laughs> to play an assassin but you know i just uh, yeah and then we uh, you know and then i wrote it and then i sent it to her and I think you were happy with the script. I can't remember. Yeah. At that point, was it a web series? Were you always going, let's yeah, do it that yeah, way? Yeah, um, because um, it's been hard to get anything off the ground um, film-wise and mm. stuff, you know, trying to find people to give up money because the whole landscape has changed, as you know. Yes. So I thought, okay, I'll make a web series. but And, and then I looked at loads of web series and uh, there were a lot of uh, shows that were had actors and it was all about the struggle of an actor. Mm. Um, You're right. Or there were high-end yeah, web, really web shows, well, really well. Shows, you know, yeah, the lot money, of money stuck budget, to it and yes. stuff like that. So um, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do Talking Heads, even though majority of Rebecca Gold is Talking Heads. Sure. Um, I didn't want to do one room. I wanted to make sure it was lit properly. I wanted to make sure it was shot properly, mm. and I wanted to do it like a TV show, mm-hmm. which is, I think, what I achieved. You have. And then, obviously, I wanted to make it five minutes or or less than because i know people's attention span now is bite-sized yeah yeah so and that's exactly what i did and i didn't want to do 20 episodes or 10 episodes i just wanted to do something that was really small see how it worked and then if people liked it maybe i could um ask them to put their hand in a pocket to do season two how did you write that then in terms of writing so you make sure it's five minutes is it like writing a section of shorts is it like going okay well let's do this episode of a tv show but actually now let's because it's really hard to write a five minute beginning middle and end and make lots of them that's that's tough um for me i just write 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 and then i look back at it and then change things and write keep writing writing and then when it reaches the end i look back and I send it to somebody. I give it to Alan. Alan tears it apart. Then I re- rewrite, re- rewrite okay. it and then stuff like that. And then have you got your structure before that though? Have you, you set in my out head, how you want it? in my head, it's right. always in my head. I don't, I, I've tried once doing it the way you're taught as a screenwriter. Yeah. It just doesn't work with me. That's I, ha- I has to mull in my head. The reason why Tarantino is so good at writing stuff because he's kind of an actor as well mm-hmm. so he i remember I him like that. saying he's kind of an actor yeah, well, we've all seen well, him kind of act <laughs> well let's he he even he would admit that he's not very good at acting no right? he used to no he, he I used remember to say that he used to say he used yeah. to think he was really good 
Yeah, I um, see him as really good. Maybe he's, he's changed okay. over time. Yeah, he's yeah. not. I mean, we he's know okay. he's not. Yeah. But right. um, even he said that um, writing, when he writes, yeah. he pretends to be the character and then he keeps writing and then suddenly something happens. Then all of a sudden he has to go left and yes. then he has to get, he has to dig himself out of that. And good way of doing right it. Mm. Yeah. And so I, I kind of like that idea. So when I'm writing, I just write and wherever it's going, wherever it's going and stuff like that. So, you know, that's right. what I do. Great. So you've got this great script now. You're ready. You've, you've got Kate on board because you yeah. wrote it for her. What did you think when you first got it? Um, oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <What is> this? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, I was, it's because it, it was such a different kind of role. Yeah. And I, you know, I appreciate it. Like, it was called Rebecca Gold. I was Rebecca Gold. I pre- Ian and I had never worked wasn't together Rebecca before. Gold, well, Re- Rebecca Moderats. But <laughs> essentially, I'm Rebecca. It is Rebecca Gold. So. Mm-hmm. You know, Ian and I had never worked together before and I was very moved that he was like, you know, you're going to be the lead. It took obviously the seven years that from when we talked about it and, you know, people say, oh, I've got a thing coming up and you're going to be, you know, I'll put you in it. It's going to be great. And, you know, sometimes these things come off and sometimes they don't, Mm -hmm. you know. So I always take it with a pinch of salt when someone says to me, I've got something coming for you. Mm -hmm. I hope. But you can never, because it's not always that person's control, funding, things like that, you know. Mm. I was excited by the prospect of playing this character that was so different from anything I've done before and the mm. style of anything I've done before. And obviously when you're friends with someone, you know, you, there's a pressure as well that you want to you want to make their vision <laughs> right. You don't want to let that person totally, down. because then they've got the problem of going, uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh, this yeah. Work. No, yeah. You know, so I was excited and nervous at the same time because right. I was like, oh, okay. And I knew it was... You know, we didn't have training for the fight stuff, did mm-hmm. we? Because we didn't have time we, well, to... Well, we, we, yeah, we, we had Dave, Dave, yeah, Dave, Dave came and... On the and day. Did, yeah, Dave the stuntman. Came. I was going to say, you look like you can fight. I mean, can Aww. you not? It was a lot of fun to do and it, you know, it really appealed to me doing something different like that. Normally yeah. I play more like Jackie's character. Yeah, you do. I'm a victim. Yeah. I'm scared. I'm crying. Yes. I'm, you know, so it was, a, it was exciting to play the opposite of Jackie. The thing is, it doesn't matter what you write. When you hand it over to someone, it's going to develop again. It's going to mm. evolve. So I was under no illusion that Rebecca Gold was going to be the way I see it in my head when Katie took it on. I knew it was going to change. And so yeah. when it changes, all you do is adapt. Mm-hmm. That's all you can do. I'm sure yeah. that's the same with everyone. Yes. That, that directs. So, you know, you, you just got to have an open mind to everything because Katie didn't get she didn't get most of the gags because <laughs> it like, it's very geeky. Very geeky. Yeah. It's a Star Wars thing. What is Like we did that it's one like, scene. Do you remember this? that one scene where we? I said to Katie, uh, Alan was laughing. So to Katie, there's a bit where she opens the boot and Jackie's in there, and um, there was we did one take where she says, "Come with me if you want to live." Brilliant. And so we're going yeah. to Katie. So it's like from the Terminator. Katie's like. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> oh, no. Two. Terminator 2. <laughs> if you look very closely in Rebecca Gold, there's loads of Easter eggs everywhere. Like, mm. uh, I keep saying nobody looks at um, Rebecca's number plate. Ah. The number plate says Jedi bitch. Really? The number plate. Yeah. Cool. There's loads of references to loads of different films as well. Right. So you're on set. It's mm. all going, well, how do you actually set it up to actually shoot uh, these five minute chunks. Do you do it how you'd normally do a feature in a yeah. short? I didn't want it to look like the web series that I've seen on YouTube. Yes. Put it that way. Okay. You know, they're usually badly lit and badly performed and mm-hmm. someone's a living room. It's always yeah. someone and it's always an actor struggling. I think I noticed that. It's always actor yeah. struggling. Yeah. It's a story about an actor struggling. Yeah. And it's another story about actor struggling. I then play, it's a play by an actor that. struggling. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> sure. Yeah, struggling actor. Oh, no, I mean, I don't mind them. Some of, some of them are really good, but right. I just thought that it was, there was too much on, on, the, on, on YouTube mm-hmm. so I just thought I think uh, you know direct it just like a feature mm-hmm. get some nice people in there yeah yeah 
Okay, so unfortunately, how... I had to settle for Katie. But there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know but you I promised her. So... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You'd already promised me. What can you do? What can you do? <laughs> did you shoot all in one block? How did you no. shoot? No, it was very sporadic. Right. We, we... just when you were free and <laughs> just yeah, just odd weekends well, here, yeah. which does make it harder to it be does, fair because you're coming in and out. Of ca- <clears throat> I found that a challenge actually. Okay. Because you're coming in and out. Of ca- you know, you do a weekend and then it'd be like two months later we do another weekend. I see. And then three months later, another, and you just it's. You know, you might be working on other things in between that. Mm, changed your hairstyle. You changed, all yeah, that. like yeah. even hair, there was hairstyff that yeah. I was worried about. And yeah, he's like, no, no, don't you, worry about you, it. You, you yeah. didn't change your hairstyle. But yeah. um, when people binge watch this and they go, hang on, this is <laughs> open down. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of, there are a lot of, conti- when you look closely, it's a lot of continuity mistakes in there. Of course, yeah. you know, well, it's you know, such a big matter. time period. Yeah. But, you know, it was practical to shoot it that yeah. way, wasn't it? Because of budget and Well, because I was working, availability Kate well. was working, mm-hmm. yeah. all the people that we were working with were working. Yeah. So it's, um, I think it took us a year. I made it really like, difficult I for Ian. I would, yeah, we had shoots scheduled and I was like, oh my God, I've got a commercial, I'm going to, to Poland, I'm yeah. sorry. And yeah. you know, and we'd have to re- reschedule. The, yeah. But you had to, because you, know. you had to work. And yeah, it's great yeah. that you're understanding and he was by under, that. Yeah, yeah he was really good about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I would call him, I'd be thinking, oh my God, he's going to kill me. This is like the third time. Are you going to Poland again, are you? Really? But you know, he was so good about it. You have to understand, don't you, that people have to work and people are doing it for nothing. If they're doing it for nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, what yeah. can you say? No, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so what about the distribution side of it? Obviously, mm. you're just putting it up on YouTube, but yeah. how do you plan that? Do you, do you go any through any system about how we're going to put it out, market it to the right people? Um, there are hundreds and hundreds of people that have ideas about how to put a web series and how to get the best out of it. But I can tell you through experience that none of them work. Absolutely none of them. Right. It's space. It's, dim, it's dim, just, dim. it's <laughs> seriously. Gloomy. Well, it's a leap of faith, right? Yeah. That's all sure. it is. So, you know, I put it out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I knew that, uh, you know, that it, it's only five, five episodes. So people are just put out on YouTube, got a good response. And then, uh, this distributor took it on. Um, well, I mean, that's what I mean. So, yeah. did you even approach them? They approached me. So they I saw six, it, right? This yeah, is six people approached. Six people approached me. Six companies approached me, but they're all low end. Dis- dis- but it doesn't matter. The no. fact is, you went. Uh, you know, no. But I mean, is yeah. you went and made something, put yeah. it on YouTube, and someone yeah. came knocking. Six people came knocking. You know, the distributor, the the, the one, the main one. Mm. We both we both knew that we weren't going to get any money out of it. You know, there's right. no way five episodes of what one the first episodes five minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was quite surprised Amazon accepted it um, right. because Amazon doesn't really accept anything of that length. Mm. So they accepted it, and and you know Amazon's taken off um, yes. uh, films off off Amazon uh, uh, independent films, and they don't give a reason. They just take them off on YouTube. You mean or? no on Amazon. Amazon oh, Prime. Oh yeah, on Amazon Prime. Yeah, they can yeah, just yeah. take, them, just off take them off at any point. Yeah, and oh, I'm quite really? surprised yeah. that Rebecca's yeah. still still on there. Yeah. You know, so I'm not. I'm not surprised. It's it's. I mean, for one, it's quite new and it's fresh and it's interesting and exciting, and I I, I really enjoyed it. How did you get a, a crowd for it? Either, um, either like, of you? Just just, uh, just the usual, the usual. Tell social yeah, media, no, just because uh, Twitter, listeners would love Facebook, yeah, the um different pages on Facebook. You know, you got pa- pages for web series and stuff. There's a thing called Stareable. Yes, uh, you've heard yeah. of Stareable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I put it on there. Over a thousand people watched each episode within two months yeah and so if you see other um web series and you see them it's, you, you look at the date you know they yeah. got a thousand and it's like two years later yes. they got a thousand yeah. so a lot of people really wanted to see it i'm just 
I'm, it's a shame that I didn't have enough money to make them at a, a good length, like maybe 20 minutes or mm. 10 minutes or something like that. But the money can only stretch so far. Absolutely. But, but I think five minutes is the right length. I, I was in two online series. Yeah. They had a big marketing team behind it and it was all mm. product placement. So that's right. how they got the money to do them. Yeah. And at the time Facebook wasn't big and Twitter wasn't yeah. necessarily that big. So it was yeah, you had to just it was kind of word of mouth just, and it, yeah. it just grew and I think that's one way of doing it. Uh, is getting the word of mouth out there, but um, yeah. uh, but you I, get crossover from other web series, don't you? Like, because we did Match Not Found. Yeah, well, we did. No, I did. Well, <laughs> I, did. I did Match <laughs> Not Found, and some yeah. people who watch that yeah. watch Rebecca Gold, don't they? Yeah. People sort of. Yeah. If, mm-hmm. People are quite loyal, actually. I find, like, you know, yes. yeah. they will support. Yeah. You know, if you make a web series and people see you putting it out there, yeah. Match Not Found is a very different type of show because we had no budget at all. We, we you know, we just set ours on Skype. It is a talking heads. Yeah thing you know of a struggling actor no it's more of a love <laughs> thing you yeah. know about a girl broken up with and trying to find the right guy and you know right, yeah. and that sort of thing so it's a group of friends and their love lives and dating and it's all talking heads and yeah i mean we were able to crack out 48 episodes of that because of that format you know mm. because it was simpler and things like that but people are very good in terms of you know they'll support you if you're doing something like that i think people I appreciate agree. that it takes mm. work i think people are aware of that because mm. more more people are creating their own content mm-hmm. and then people that watch that have then got yeah. in touch with me and been like oh, i've binge watched rebecca gold and you know blah blah, blah. yeah, yeah. and it's very binge very worthy yeah it's, it's really yeah. binge worthy because you're like i want to know because it's that's why i think it's great that it was short if there were 20 minutes mm. you go I've watched a tournament ah oh, I don't know what. but it's five you go I'll just watch another and then you're hooked and you watch another, another. I've been yeah. to watch well, well each episode wasn't five minutes that's one thing I like about web series is that there's no rules you yeah. know if you were making this for TV they would demand it's 45 minutes mm. plus with adverts and yeah. stuff like that so yeah. you know with, with doing a, a web series it frees you up for you know yeah. another thing I didn't want is I didn't want any a cursing, as the Americans would say, in in Rebecca Gold, because in Bad Day and uh, there's a lot, and all, yeah, in in Killing Zone, there's a lot of cursing, um, <laughs> a lot of violence, yeah. And yeah. I didn't want that because my um, my nieces, there you go, yeah, my yeah. nieces, Your life um, changes, they, it? Yeah, 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 they yeah. wanted they wanted to see it. Did you have any uh, pushback from um, YouTube at all because of the content, the action, or the blood, or no? The violence? Um, and this is the reason why we didn't go like people get shot in the head. Mm. We, we I decided to go to the James Bond route because when you see James Bond, somebody gets shot in the head. They don't, you don't really see blood everywhere and Tarantino blood, whatever, you know, they get shot and it's like a little, I don't know, spray or something like that. And then you don't see any more blood. (laughs) So I decided to go that route with with Rebecca Gold. So, you know, I didn't want to alienate uh, people that wanted to see it, Mm. you know, that kind of thing. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a bit of blood in there. Katie had a little scar in her, <laughs> scar in her face. She had to put every day. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. Every day on. Yeah. Every day, yeah. Uh, I liked day. having the scar. It made me feel like, it, 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 I don't know why, I like felt Harry a bit Potter. naked without it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just living the dream. Like, I'm Harriet really Potter. Potter. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that was the yeah, idea. The idea was, because um, I like... Um, anything that's great they they was iconic characters Mm. wear iconic stuff so with rebecca gold i wanted to have her wearing something iconic so Mm. it'd be the red hoodie from et be the jacket from um terminator 2 yep uh jeans everybody wears jeans trainers from doctor who you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and uh that's what we did, basically. Yeah, it's cool, so, and it's yeah. an iconic character. But yeah. what I really like, and I'll say it again, is the fact that you got off your ass and went, do you know what, I'm going to do something that can be out there. Because you could have made another film. You could have done a film over weekends and said, right, I'm going to yeah. do that. But you didn't. You went, I can do this, and I can put it online, and people can see it and see my work. And I think that's really important and brave. And it's, 
what is what every filmmaker should be doing if things aren't going. Well, the it's way not they that you have a choice, right? Well, people do. You choose not to, or you choose no, not really. (laughs) No, the choice, the choice is that basically the choice is not there because if you make a feature film now Mm. and you don't have any stars in it, the chances of it getting picked up by a distributor is is very very high. And if 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 a if a small if a distributor does pick it up, you can bet your bottom dollar it's going to be a small distributor and they don't have enough power to put it out there. And now you can just put it on Amazon yourself. You know what Mm. I mean? So it's not really it's. As I said to you, the, 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 the face of filmmaking and TV is changing and we don't know where it's going, but no. hopefully we'll be there on the journey. Well, as long as we <laughs> yeah, keep no, going. That's all, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you keep but, going, you keep fighting. And it wasn't like 20, 20 years ago where you make something and you go to Cannes and the people are like, what have you made? Yes. Uh, I guess when you go to Cannes now, they'll be Again, like, who you are you? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah exactly. Get away, <laughs> get away from me. <laughs> yeah, you've made seven <laughs> films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. for you. All yeah, exactly. It's changed. The whole thing's changed. Yeah, it's changed. I made a web series called... The Girl Whisperer. Uh, okay. I think a, I've heard of that. The comedy called The Girl Whisperer. Yeah, Ralph, I think I've Ralph heard of it. Was in it. Uh, yeah, yeah Jos Norris wrote it, uh. and yeah, and and that was really hard to push. And you can see the drop off, and you see that. And I suppose it's yeah. about the promotion and keeping yeah, it going. Yeah. So, what are you guys doing about keeping that? Obviously, coming on brilliant podcasts like the Filmmakers Podcast. Of um, <laughs> but what what else can you do to help that? What can you do to get the word out? Well, this is one of them, but yeah. <laughs> Social media. But, but yeah, so yeah, really, I've hit the social media wall. This is the reason why I, I wanted to do this, because I've hit my wall yeah. and it needs to go further. I'm hoping that in some festivals I can go to, mm. so hopefully the people that are watching an episode at a festival, they can go, mm, let me see the rest of it and that kind of thing. And also, if you win awards, it does help as well. Yeah, it does. Should like we, that, should we so. talk about your awards that you won? Um, so you won. Awards, you, you won. You won the, <laughs> with it you've got a lot yeah you won the london film award we did um, indeed you won out of the can film award yep and you won the oniros film festival award and you won another one that i didn't write down that won best action as well so yeah that was um the awa I can't, there you yeah, go. yeah that one yeah. Well, the thing is about festivals and let's talk about yeah. that because it does cost to get there yeah what i've heard little yeah. tip for everyone go if you go to a festival and mm. you let them know you're going yeah and, i did and you push beforehand i did you are more likely to win <laughs> yes well, the, <laughs> The reason is because dad. you're there. I mean, uh, unless uh, yeah, every yeah. other yeah. four or five yeah, people yeah. that nominate are there as well, but yeah. they want to have photos with the winners. With the winners, yeah. So if they keep giving it to the people who aren't there, I mean, I mean it's obviously if it's a tight call. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But uh, this is what I've heard. Okay, so um, any tips and tricks for filmmakers? Yes, and I've got one. Go. Which nobody does. Yeah. And I don't understand why they don't do it. Okay, right. So if you have very limited money and you're worried about sound, which everybody forgets about sound, they which do. we don't, um, we always have a read through at the end of the day in the same location. Uh-huh. So this is how it works, right? So Katie be saying a line, there'd be a car going by, plane, yeah. dog barking, yep. someone cutting their hedge. <laughs> I can go forever. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, you don't have time to do it. At the end of the day, when, you know, the day's almost ended, people are more quieter. You get them in the same location, you get them to sit down, you get them to read from the script. And then when you're editing, mm-hmm. you know it's going to drift off a bit. But when it does, you cut to the other person and then you cut back. Great. That will get you out of so much trouble. And it has got me out of so much you trouble. You mean the ADR, essentially taking sound and popping yeah, it because, in if you need because, it. Yeah, because yeah. if you, if you yeah. have to pay to, to go to a studio, 
then they're going to have to muck around with it, make sure the sound sounds better to yeah. match whatever. If you're shooting in the same, same location, location, the actors it's the have same just tone. done the scene. Yeah, yep. it's the same tone. Um, you're so right. It's so, a really um, good bit of advice. Yeah, there you go. Well, it's what Rodriguez did on um, El Mariachi. He so did, he, he, he yeah. because he didn't have sound in, he couldn't. Oh, yeah, he didn't have sound, sound at all, did he? So he yeah, had yeah, to, yeah. So as soon as they finished the tape, uh, yeah. or if he did, he knew he was running around the bank. Uh, so yeah. he said, do exactly the same again. And he uh. just literally synced it all, and you never know. So they had no sound on the tapes, yeah, yeah. and then he did it. So I agree. I think yeah. it's a brilliant thing to do. My thing is time. So time, suddenly yeah. everyone's going, oh, it's the end of the day. And you go, no, everyone shut up. <laughs> no one wants to do it because everyone's right. packing Because everyone's really like wanting to go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, this is amazing that you've learned to do all this. Yeah. And this is what I say to filmmakers, learn to do it from the ground up. Yeah. How do you make a film? Okay. You, you get a camera. You do and it. You learn how to shoot. Yeah. And it's much easier to today. Much easier, much, much easier. You can do it on your today. iPhone and you can yeah. learn to cut and edit yeah. on that, on yeah. iMovie. It's easy, it's easy. Yeah. Any advice from, from yourself? Acting. Acting. Oh, they always say beware actor's advice, don't they? But um, I'll pass on some advice that I heard that I thought was good. I went to this masterclass with Rufus Sewell, mm-hmm. the guy, he's a man in the high castle. Rufus Sewell, yeah. 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 yeah he's good very actor. good. He's very sexy, isn't he, as well? But wow. just totally off topic there. And he was saying how important it is for actors to know themselves well and to use their own quirks. And he was like, know your idiosyncrasies, know what Mm -hmm. makes you quirky, weird, different, you know. He was like, when I first came out of drama school, he was sort of trying to play someone else all the time. And he said that when he went for a cast and a cast director was like, oh, no, you're covering up everything that makes you you. I want to see, I've brought you in because actually I I want your essence Mm. in, in amongst this character. And he said once he was doing that, suddenly his, he just started getting so much work. And it really made sense to me because what you can bring to a character yeah. is that's unique is, is the essence of yourself. And so even with like Rebecca Gold, yeah. where it's a really totally different character, totally different humor and things mm. like that from me, obviously if someone else is playing that part, they're going to bring something slightly different than, than me. So I guess the advice would be don't be afraid of your own quirks. Know what makes you you and use that, you know. Go in the room, show you, show who you are. Uh, and finally, I suppose, um, shooting some action then. How would yeah. you go about, because there's, there's quite a lot of action in here. There's guns, there's all that kind of stuff. How did you, because there's a brilliant behind the scenes, by the way. Uh, go check out the behind the scenes of Rebecca Gold, which is really cool. When you do an action scene, especially complicated ones, you storyboard it and make sure that uh, you've got every shot. Otherwise, you'll just, it'll just run away from you. Plus, if you can get, get a stunt guy in to make sure that things yeah. are safe. Yeah, and you did, didn't you? you yeah, got, we got yeah. we got Dave Judge. Um, yeah. He works for Disney. He works for he hasn't worked for Marvel though, but he's worked for the Bond films. He, actually, he was in Quantum of Solace. Got beaten up in the lift. So Good yeah, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, happy days. Yeah, happy days. Yeah. Where can people follow the web series, Rebecca? Gold? YouTube. Just type in Rebecca Gold and you'll find it. Yep. Um, Amazon Prime. Type yep. in Rebecca Gold and you'll find it. <laughs> and where is um, your, what's your Twitter's? So people know. Uh, I've got a terrible Twitter handle. One? It's at K underscore Sheridan tweet. This yeah. has been brilliant. Thank you so much. That's all right. Really Thank enjoyed you. your time. And do everyone watch Rebecca Gold. It is on YouTube now. Just type in, as Ian says, Rebecca Gold into yep. YouTube and watch this really cool bite-sized chunks, of really cool um, web series. Do it. You can follow me at Jarzels. You can follow the Filmmakers Podcast at Filmmakers Pod. Remember why you're doing this. If you do it for the love, then do it for that way. If you're doing it for the money, then good luck. Um, and if you're doing really well and you're riding that elevator up, remember those people at the bottom because they need your help as well. Um, Katie, thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank Ian, you. thank you. Thank you, thank you. Take care, everyone. <laughs> we will see you next Tuesday, as always. Bye-bye. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.